In an indeterminable interim, an intern entered, interred in turn. Today, Thursday, May 21st, 2020. Wade's a man haircuts! Or, this is episode 128 of The Problem With Everything. I am Holiday Rob. I'm Loki Sapfoot. And um, we cut our own hair. Hey guys, we cut our own hair. <laughs> I did it. I can't believe I didn't fuck it up. Yours looks good. I'm 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 almost speechless. <laughs> Me too. I, I don't think I could duplicate it. <laughs> nobody nobody has ever brought a haircut into this place where I've stammered this much before. It's a it's a stammering, stupefying haircut. <laughs> stupefying. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> striking even yeah good <laughs> um as somebody who's cut their hair for like well over a decade yeah props, props yeah i figured i would fuck it up and then just like cut it all the same short length you yeah know? yeah just but i was like i'll try to like make it be a real haircut and see if i can do it and then i did it did you do a comb method did you use a comb to do the straight so fade? you've got a fade going on here by the way folks yeah i don't know how i did that shit <laughs> so i just like grabbed the guard and yeah. just did all the sides up the same yeah and then when i got to the top area i just kind of like combed it over and then the part that looked like it was hanging over too far i just cut with scissors okay okay that's it that's it just shaped it shaped shaped around your head yeah um i kind of fucked up parts of it if it's not combed a certain way it looks kind of fucking ridiculous but yeah if i comb it and then it looks kind of like 30sy and then i'm like that's why they looked that way back then because everybody cut their own fucking hair <laughs> 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 like, right I, I maybe yeah possibly uh i had a good follow-up question i totally just had a stoner moment so. bummer so we're going to move on. Hey. If you like stoner moments, get ready for the podcast of your life. Yeah, tonight is a big one. I got to say, this one isn't our best. If you wanted to skip it, I wouldn't be offended. Um, I think it's important. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't speak for Rob. It's he did fine. I'm speaking more of my performance. Very lackluster. Uh, not really on the ball, as they say. <laughs> kind of not, not so sharp, you know, not really, not snappy, not picking it up. I feel like it's the day, dude. I I rolled one, smoked half of it. I was ready to go to bed. Yeah, it's also day 4000 of quarantine and shit. Yeah. The world is going to going to hell in a handbasket as the kids are saying. Is that what those kids are saying? <laughs> I hate those kids. The world's not lit right now. <laughs> it's unlit and uh or is it sunlit? Yeah, it's uh I don't know. Um I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, still like a, doing that like shit. Like a lot. I can't stop. I uh, I was playing that Stellaris game still that I was talking about yeah. last week, yeah. but I found some aliens and they're very militant and angry, and I'm actually afraid to play it because I don't know how to deal with them. I don't know how to because my people are peaceful. We grow food <laughs> and we're little like Chihuahua dogs that. <laughs> emphasize science and peace yeah. and everyone's very happy in our entire star system we've got three colonized planets we're doing great and then all of a sudden these weird mucus monsters came at us it's fucking distressful i don't know how are you gonna science your way out of some violence i don't know we're gonna have to be diplomatic you know we're gonna have to give them extra food or something want some gold 
Yeah, we're going to basically have to like uh, let them railroad us and trade, but <laughs> have enough of a surplus to get by on that, I think. Yikes. The other way to do it is to Alexander the Great those motherfuckers and like win their citizens over to us. Yeah. And weaken their populace and cause dissent among their populace. That's maybe my plan, but I don't know how to do that in I the game. Li- I like that plan. If if that's doable, which it must be, because why would they let you make your people peaceful if it's useless, right? Yeah. So there's got to be a way that I can somehow undermine them by making my amazing open free society so appealing to their people that they come over to me. And then... I like this. Yeah, that's my plan. But I'm afraid to play it. I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> How you gonna science your way out of this? <laughs> this one, buddy. I don't know, man. I, you know, I feel I, I felt bad for a moment. I kept saying like, well, once I get some some extra little extra cash, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tread that Animal Crossing. Well, what do I got? I'm not to lose? doing it. I don't want to. Um, Did you do it? No, I didn't. I, I, you know, once I started hearing about like, you can only get turnips in the morning and there's a whole thing. And yeah, then it's like, and then you have to play it like daily to do certain stuff. Yeah. And just like, um, there were issues with moving houses. I don't know. They're just sound, like all the issues that I've been hearing just sound like nothing that I want to get involved with. I've said it before. It doesn't sound fun. Yeah. The whole game sounds like work. <laughs> sounds like chores. And I don't. And, and I guess the, the reason I've been playing Breath of the Wild is because I can do those things. I can go around collecting stuff if I want to. If I wanted to cut grass all day, I could get some swords and go around and cut grass all day if I wanted to. Do. I can make food and go and sell it, you know, like if I just want to do that kind of stuff. But why? That's not why I play a video game. I play a video game so I can shoot fireballs out of my hands well, and jump on turtles. and Like on the like on the big events, like, the, like I'm doing... The, the sword trials right now, um, sword trials, uh, there's one like that, the island trial or whatever, or just going around and doing all the, all the, what are those little, uh, puzzle places? Oh, the, you're talking about breath of the wild. Yeah. I was thinking we were still talking about animal crossing. Oh yeah. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, like oh, doing... there it is. Ah, I was kind of worried you weren't going to hear my phone this episode. Oh, but That would have been a disappointment. This one's early. Take a drink. Uh, <laughs> or mark your bingo card. I forget which one it is. But... Um, Both. You know, but what I'm saying is that Breath of the Wild never funnels you into having to, like, action fight, do stuff all the time, necessarily. You will. You can choose your own adventure. Yeah, you can kind of just do whatever you want to do for a while if you're not you know what i liked about breath of the wild is that there's a shitload to do but it doesn't necessarily seem like there is in a way that's pressing yeah there's not like a i mean there is but it's not as uh other games stress me out more about like all the quests that are around you and with Zelda, with Breath of the Wild, you kind of discover stuff more. It's not readily apparent that, oh, that person has an exclamation point. I have to go there to get a quest. Yeah. Like, it's more organic that you come upon it. And you really have to start realizing, like, if you want to get some things or find some other things, you're going to have to look for people. You know, look, talk to people. Go to different places, check, you know, kind of do some thorough combing. So there's a, I, there's a lot of hours there where you can be playing it. Like right now, it's probably one of the faster um, versions of this that I've played. But it's also been incredibly thorough. 
like I am starting the sword trials uh, uh, with my stats pretty stacked right now, which is more than I have in the past. Still lost before you got here. <laughs> I died. Well, that's why they're called trials. Um, but I'm playing it in master mode, which is making me happy because it's a lot tougher. Uh, I, you know, for anybody out there that hasn't played it, you got to play it. It's amazing. I it's- do highly recommend. I got rid of my Switch, so I don't. I didn't have it anyway. I had it for the Wii U. Oh yeah. Before and oh. then that got lost. That's what it was developed on. Yeah. The Wii U. Well, it came out. It was a launch. It came out at the same time as the Switch, but yeah. it also came out on Wii U, and was not really noticeably different at all. Other than uh, loading times, I think was the only real difference. Uh, is that you know on Switch it was a lot smoother the loading. It is. It's pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. I that's the whole reason I brought, bought my Switch was to play that game. I literally just I started play playing today uh, the second Ori game. You know, they have Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah, I started playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps today. Oh, okay, it's pretty cool. I think the first one's better, but we'll see. Those seem hard. They're pretty hard. They're fun, though. They're, you know, Metroidvania style. Mm-hmm. You got to explore, and it's side-scrolling. But it's it's like that old school, new school. I recommend it. Oh, man. Good times. Um, but, yeah, you'll hear in this episode some kind of lackluster uh, movie talk. Uh, and, again, he, I'm the lackluster one. Rob's performance is tremendous. I just sound like a dead sloth on heroin the whole time. <laughs> Assaulted heroin sloth. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you want to connect with me, if you want to shake me like a virtual shaken baby, slap me virtually, snap out of it, motherfucker. Get it uh, you could do that. You could find me on the on the Instagram and on the Twitter at Sapfoot. S A P F O O T Sapfoot. And I will say hello to you if you say hello to me, um, Mr. And, Dick, if you're nasty. And if you, and if you want to... <laughs> what? I don't and, know. And if you want to see any of my incoherent ramblings or uh, movie talks, you can catch me on Twitter, at Holiday Rob, as well as pretty much anything else. If uh, you don't see it's me, you can add an extra B, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, you'll find it. Look for look for me. You'll find Rob. I'm sure we're a package deal on all those things. I'm sure we're recommended. If you like one of us, you'll probably like the other one. If you got syphilis, there's a good chance you also got chlamydia. Rob's mound. I'm almond joy. You know. <laughs> Why do I gotta be mound? Fine, I'll I be love, mound. I love nuts <laughs> in my mouth. Wait. Mounds aren't that good, but Almond Joy are the shit. Yeah, Mounds, it's like a, you just got to get goo. through it. It's just, it's, just blah, blah, blah. it's a slog, you know? Why am I eating? It's like eating Frosted Mini Wheats. Like it's good, but it's just like tiring. <laughs> I've never known Frosted Mini Wheats to be that tiring. I usually get them pretty soggy. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I don't chew my food enough. That's gross. Yeah, sh- food is gross. Maybe I've shout out a whole mini wheat log. The human mouth is... Ugh. Anyway. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> well, I don't have it. I'm too tired for that shit. I'm not firing on all of my cylinders. Your cylinders are... 
fireless yeah my cylinders are kind of lukewarm right now I got, I got lukewarm cylinder syndrome you want to play these kids in with a song you got a song oh uh, shit yeah let's do uh oh shit 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 fuck shit um but shit let's do one of the uh the third third era batwing songs or second era i guess third album i don't know what i'm saying it's called boom bap and it's by batwings for lab rats uh the version of the band that didn't have rob but it still had me damn it and it was pretty good (laughs) so here it is batwings for lab rats boom bap Check you on the other side, kids. Word. You need a reason to rhyme, better look in your mind You better look in your heart, get to cooking your rod Right from the start, through the end it ain't gravy Maybe this path just isn't for you Lately, mainly the pain just gets through You knew it ain't easy, the truth is elusive I grew from a seedling, branches are drooping Sucking the sap out and drying my leaves The past, the past, the future's test Blessed and I'm thankful, but I will not strangle No one for my bankroll, tango and stripes Spangled in speckles, looking all jackal Hide from the truth, I drop pomegranate The bombs from the roof, kaboom, kaboom The room where Ben disappears Eternity's condensed and unfolding here I said the room where Ben disappears Eternity's condensed and unfolding here
fashions tonight they're the henry mckenna it's fucking delicious i don't know brown bottle whatever the <clears throat> whatever the lower end stuff is but it's delicious there's some kind of weird brown orange floating in it yeah it's well, a, i think it's a fossilized orange a mummified orange yeah mummified not fossilized but preserved this is like a mummy orange the, from the egyptian days it's like an egyptian tomb orange i want to have a i want to have a stoner moment this is rob's <laughs> official stoner moment um so the other day i tweeted out this tweet about how the human race has human race has helped dinosaurs live on through plastic so let's break that down real quick. So basically, we can't. It takes fucking million <laughs> goddamn years. It takes a long time. Can't just break it down real quick. But yeah, the dinosaurs existed, died, created a layer under the soil. Did the dinosaurs exist, or did the devil put them there to test our faith, Rob? I I don't. I mean, what was the oil for then? <laughs> the get, oil is like a fudge ripple that Jesus H Christ put. In the, in the earth in the for trap. us to enjoy oh, okay. as the dominant species. Well, anyway, so you take the dinosaurs, they get they get turned into oil because they rot. And, uh, sure, according to your liberal theories. Whatever, man. <laughs> liberal sciences. <laughs> yeah. Devil worship and scientists, whatever. <laughs> I ain't no Galileo, man. Um, so, and then you pull it back out and then you make... Use it for gasoline and other petroleum-based products like plastic. You know, everybody's always talking about, like, a plastic dinosaur is made out of itself. But, like... It's fucked up. But, like, basically we took... They had a long time. They had, like, millions of years. They, uh, the whole dinosaur thing that we just call... Uh, you know, openly call a several hundred million year span of life on Earth... Um, Basically, they continue to live on as a result of us redigging them up and turning them into plastic, and we've helped push this. It's a little bit of a remix, too, you know? I wonder if we're going to have that kind of a lasting legacy, you know? I don't think so. Is the earth just going to shake us off like a dog with fleas? Yeah. 
Like there will be some toxic spots and some stuff will stick around of ours. Yeah, but I feel like once it gets rid of us, the earth can comb those over and they'll heal. Right. You know? <laughs> or, or the earth will just open up and swallow it and then into molten yeah. abyss. Yeah. Just start erase that part and start over. Molten abyss. Anyway, that was my stoner moment. So, We've solidified di- dinosaurs being the most dominant existing creature, though. Yeah, man. By continuing that with plastic. We're still making movies about them. Jurassic World 7 comes out next summer or whatever. <laughs> Did you watch the last one? <clears throat> no. <laughs> I, I liked Jurassic World for what it was, you know? It had its moments. I, I enjoyed it. I but, watched it one time in the theater. But And then I never saw the second one. And then I heard a synopsis of the second one. And I can't fucking believe that shit. <laughs> it sounds so fucking asinine. It sounds terrible. It's like there's, it's like takes place in a mansion and the dinosaurs are loose in the mansion and they're like hunting down the people who are meeting there to, uh, I don't know, whether they're trying to bid on the, on the uh, eggs or whatever, the embryos or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it can sounds pet, fucking stupid. Rich people can have anything, including pet dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's just like... Uh, it's a free world, but... It's just like Dino King. I mean, Tiger King. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could be a premise for a movie. I just... After the first one was so epic, like an update of Jurassic Park. Fucking, I mean, it was stupid, but I liked Cheryl it. Cheryl Haskins. Cheryl Haskins, that bitch Cheryl Haskins. I'm the Dino King around these parts. <laughs> Me and my Tyrannosaurus Rex and my Velociraptors. Is that going to be a thing in our lifetime? Like Florida is going to legalize dino cloning before anyone else. There's going to be all these Florida folks with dino farms, like genetic horrors of like half baked, like (laughs) amphibian (laughs) throwing a little. When you look in its eyes, you can hear it. Almost mentally pleading, kill me, please kill me. But it can't exist. actually express that. I should not exist. <laughs> yeah. Just in pain, 24 7, all deformed. Terrifying. Yeah. It's a terrifying future. Uh, so we started watching. Okay. So the show came out. I don't know. What day is it? I'm not even sure what day it is. Two, Today uh, is Thursday. I guess like last week, the show called The Great um, on Hulu. It's about Catherine the Great. Yep. And uh, it's got a pretty like good cast. Actually, it's got a really good cast. And But the writing is like top notch. It's kind of like Amadeus or like uh, The Favorite. Like it's really witty. Horrible things happen. But it's like a comedy. It's funny. Okay. But there's like a lot of dark, dark moments in it. <laughs> in it. But you're almost like having to laugh because it's so awful sometimes. But um, it's pretty great. It's pretty, pretty, pretty great. The great is pretty great. I recommend uh, there's an epic rap battle of history. Uh, and it starts off as uh, Alexander the Great versus uh, uh, Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. Ivan the Terrible poisons, spoiler alert, he poisons him at the end of his verse. He concedes victory to Alexander the Great, but then secretly poisons him. (laughs) So he dies, and then uh, Frederick the Great jumps on the scene, the Prussian, and he does his rap, and uh, 
same thing happens. He concedes, but then goes to choke him out. He's already dead for some reason. I don't really get that joke. Some (laughs) sort of history geek joke I didn't get. But but then uh, eventually some more shit happens. Then Catherine the Great shows up at the very end. She's badass. Nice. And arguably wins the battle. So this is kind of like a historical fiction comedy type thing. Like it is based during a time with real people, but some of the, I think some of the events and stuff have been kind of fudged a little bit as far as how it all goes. But, uh, so the premise that's great about it is that somehow she gets the idea that she wants to take over. She's married to Peter, who's the son of Peter the great, not, not actually great himself. Um, it's eerily, pertinent to right now like it it it, uh because peter in it is like a sadist and he just like parties all the time and yeah um takes credit for shit that didn't even go well (laughs) that kind of thing dude he's a pathological liar ruins Uh, everything he touches throughout (laughs) life and keeps being rewarded for some reason yeah yeah and and the whole time just being like everybody loves me because if somebody says they don't love him they you know he kills them yeah that's what you got to do um that's the great part. That's, the, that's what the great means. So it, it's pretty wild to watch that going on. And then the, in this previous episode, or in one of the episodes, there's actual like smallpox moments. So that felt also pretty, you know, people in in the, what are the plague beaks? Oh, yeah. yeah. The plague doctor. You don't have your plague beak on. <laughs> I'm having mouth issues. Gross. I had a whistle. What's wrong with your disgusting mouth? I don't know. It just feels dry. I'm I'm overdue for a dental cleaning. They closed because of the vid, you know? Yeah, same. It's a bummer. I got one for the fall. I got an autumnal. Yeah, so did I. I just, I wish. It feels nice, you know, when you come back. Squeaky clean. Kind of hurts, but kind of feels, everything's very. It's uncomfortable. It's all very clean, which. The fact that I can tell the difference makes me think of how gross it must be now that it doesn't feel the same as it feels when it's clean. You know what I'm saying? At least you have the memory. Some I don't think some people don't even notice it because it just over time changes, you know, gradually. Yeah. Well, it's uh, we discussed it on the podcast before. I didn't go to a dentist for like, I don't know, a decade, more than a decade. Same. And it wasn't that bad. I had like a cavity, but you know, what's fucked up is I, it never hurt at all ever. And they said, you have this cavity we've, we'll fill it. So, okay, cool. Ever since then that shit has hurt ah. and it still hurts. And I don't know what the fuck. So I had a, um, like a cap put on my teeth, I guess when I was younger or whatever. And it fell out at some point caused my jaw to have to readjust which was weird because i had a couple times where my jaw actually got stuck like you know ate a burrito like a man yeah whole half of it in an open mouth and uh, and my jaw would get stuck and i'd have to like push it in order to click it back into place and it hurt that sounds that awful it's yeah. not fun so there was some adjustment time in there after the cap fell out the only reason I really wanted to, you know, and like you, hadn't gone in over a decade, and the big thing I wanted them to do was go ahead and fill that. And they filled it really well, but there has been some adjustment, and I was kind of, at first it was really sensitive, because every time I'd bite down, I just had a lot of pressure on that particular area. Yeah. Particular area. 
Yeah, I can't like I can't chew on that side now. And I'm like, did That's they nice. just did they fuck it up? Like what? I don't understand. You should let them know they might be able to like shave out a little bit because that's probably what's happening is there's you're biting down, and it's that's too protruding big. a little bit and it's causing a lot of pressure in that area. Would be my non-professional <laughs> bartender, not a. Uh, it just makes me worry that it's like rotting because it hurts. Not a toothman. I don't think it would be. I don't think it's rotting. I think it's probably just pressure. Does it feel? Do you? When it's in open cold air or anything cold touches it or hot, does it feel mm. sensitive like that? See, I think that I don't would, think so. I think that would be an indicator. Yeah. Would be my non-professional bartender, not a tooth right. guy. I'll get some ice cream and shove it up in there and see if it hurts. <laughs> yeah. That'll be my... I have to get ice cream late at night everybody, for science. Everybody likes for, a tooth cream... Tooth, oh, shit. Ice cream tooth enema. One time, my grandma was like, ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. I was like, grandma, what the fuck is you scream? You scream? You scream. Like U-S-E, like you scream. You scream. It's K-Y, sir. Oops. There's the part where I dropped my phone. Yeah. It hit a mic stand that time, so it has a nice resounding. It's That is the moment for you to wake up, participant. Wake up. So, uh, you want to do when everything closes down again? What are you going to do during the second wave? (laughs) (sighs) Same thing we do every night, Pinky. No, I mean, it hasn't really affected your everything's pretty much the same. I don't, I didn't really go out so much. I didn't, uh, yeah, and my work still continues because I'm. I'm yeah. essential as fuck. You're essential. I'm fucking essential. And, uh, yeah, so it's not it's, that different. I think it's kind of cool you're a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm really proud. I'm It's really pr- I'm proud to be a hero. It's really nice. My job is um, expendable. They couldn't wait to get rid of me. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it's not that different. But the, the, uh, the zeitgeist, the weight of worry on the world... Feel that, I feel that shit. That's palpable. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's all very upsetting, you know? Yeah. Uh, In these uncertain times. <laughs> it's just kind of amazing right now. There's... Uh, were you, were you, are you one of the people who hates the term new normal? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I would be, right? Shit's obnoxious. <laughs> It's the new normal, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I um, just thought that was funny because somebody was like really railing against it today, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know that I've used it. Maybe I have a couple times, which is why. I bet something else was bothering that person. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm no psychologist, Maybe. but. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's tense times, tension, tension in the air. Everyone's all fucking looking shifty, walking around with bandanas. Well, well, not not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot of us. When we when we gotta go do shit, right? I wanna my uh, the the metaphysical store where I go to buy incense uh, reopened. They sent out their newsletter, but they have all these strict rules. 
and I'm like, I'm nervous. It's like a performance. Like I don't want to fuck up and like get the ridicule and the the judgment of the community. You know, it's like buying from a weed dealer for the first time. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's like yeah. I remember when I first got my medical card, and you'd go into the the dispensary. I I, I thought it was like because you, you couldn't, you weren't, you didn't used to be allowed to say bong in the head shop. Yeah, you they know? would go nuts. Yeah, tobacco water, tobacco pipe, bro. Yeah, tobacco. Everything said tobacco use only on it and shit stupid. yeah so i thought it was like gonna be that but like to the like nth degree and as if the employees at the cash register at the weed store give a shit like <laughs> or that like a swat swat team is gonna jump out of the ceiling hop 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 yeah. Well, you don't want to be, you don't want to be the, what, like the just turned 18 year old kids who go to the porn store the first time and they're all, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. You know, you don't want to be that. I used to go to Birdland all the time and cause they had really cool like art glass pipes, you yeah, know, yeah. And I'd always ask to look at them. And after like the like fifth or sixth time I went in there and didn't buy anything, <laughs> Jay, the owner of Birdland, he's like, you know, it's not that fun for me. <laughs> I see these all the time. <laughs> Damn. It was just pretty funny. That's an Albuquerque as fuck moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> I eventually bought some some uh, glassware from there. Yeah, some nice some nice pieces, which I don't think I have any of them anymore. I think they've all been destroyed i don't i definitely don't have any of my tobacco water pipes i have no idea whatever happened to those <laughs> yeah i had some nice ones but i had some okay ones they were all glass i never got anything like metal or plastic everything's glass yeah. all the time i had a pretty I had a pretty okay one yeah uh metal metal pipe seems ghetto at this point <laughs> nobody has that shit anymore <laughs> Who's got a that's like pipe? trying to find swag in 2020 can't even find it I wanted yeah. a wooden pipe for so long. I have one of those uh, like dugout pipes where yeah. it's like a slide, and then so like you put your stash in it like around the stem of it. It's just like a metal stem. Yeah. I don't know if I'm describing it right. It the the actual smoking device goes through the middle of the stash box that opens. Oh, oh. Okay. So you can keep like a little lighter in there and yeah, like, okay. your weed. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought you were saying, but how and does it's it... like carved out of wood. It's a metal. The actual apparatus is metal, but it's carved and set in wood. Okay, so you can open your stash, put it in there, get the lighter out of it, light it. Yeah, but it's super skinny and it gets clogged up fucking instantly. It's cheap, mass-produced garbage. That was my um, worry with getting anything wooden was having to like clean it, especially something, you know, like a. Who would not want a Gandalf pipe? I'm just saying. Yeah. You know? But the but practicality of that shit. Can you imagine cleaning that thing? I know yeah. they got pipe cleaners and stuff like that. But Plus, still. it's super uh, skinny, so yeah. it's going to yeah. be fragile, you know? Well, I would, If you wrench it the wrong way with a pipe cleaner, it could pop, it could break, you know? Which would be, yeah, which would be a, um, a travesty. Yeah. I believe is the word they use. It would be. It's true. <laughs> travesty tragic i was never a big uh like bong person in general any sort of like you know like a gravity bong where you put the you know where they take like a uh like three gallon oh jug water thing and water cut jug. the top off of it yeah 
and make and fill the sink with water and yeah. make a suction thing and draw it up with right. the bowl screwed into the lid of the thing. Yeah. And then you unscrew it and push it down with your mouth over it and the water pushes it all up the whole fucking gallon of smoke. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. I don't know why you And it even like good like good pot if you do it with it it tastes horrible cuz it's just super thick like and it's stale because there's so much of it and it takes a minute to do and it gets all stale and gross. Yeah, I, I've only, I can't, I can only remember like maybe two times in my life where there was an opportunity for that. And I'm pretty sure the second time I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, there was a time in my life where uh, my, my circle of folks was doing that shit every goddamn night. I was the one always bringing like a, I don't know, like an index finger thick blunt to a party like that was always me like that's what i was that's what i would bring because i have not i was never good at rolling blunts or joints or any of that shit my preference has always just been a pipe just a modest little spoon pipe and you taste the nice vapors you can sip sip upon it you don't have to take giant fucking tokes to prove anything <laughs> right smoking this shit like i'm trying to prove a point yeah it's not a contest, man. It's too bad. It's too bad. Uh, you watch any movies lately? Any any good flicks? Uh, flicks? Um, I watched Hellraiser for the first time. Oh. I never saw Hellraiser before. I think I've seen that. I think I started watching all of them. Clive Barker's Hellraiser. She moves in with the parents into the house? Um, I right? don't think she ever moves in. Oh. There's they move into the house and then it's like his brother, the husband's brother had died there because yeah. he found this weird box in some sort of Asian market, <laughs> some sort of clandestine meeting, and he bought this little toy box like a puzzle box. Yeah, and it, when you solve the puzzle, it takes you to the Cenobite dimension. With these crazy S and M demons, <laughs> leather clad horror yeah. shows. Yeah, I one like... of them. One of them has chatter teeth the whole time. That's my favorite one. His his uh, lips are drawn back with hooks. Yeah, and he's like blindfolded. So his and so but his lips are pulled back. So his teeth are all exposed in his gums, <laughs> and he chatters the whole time. That's fucking awesome. And then, of course, Pinhead, who's the famous. Yeah, everybody knows. He Pinhead. becomes the main uh, the guy in the series. But I think it's one of those situations where uh, Clive Barker, who wrote the book that it's based on, uh, I don't think he was involved in any of the sequels. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming they go to like a different sort of cheesy place, but maybe not. I tried... <sighs> I vaguely remember starting to watch all of them. I thought, like, I'm just going to plow through all of them. And I thought I did, but I don't really remember much from any of them, to be fair. But so they decide to move back into this house and come to find out uh, as the the wife goes up to the finds where the guy, the brother was sleeping when he was doing his weird S&M journey into other dimensions. <laughs> cutting edge tantric shit uh she finds pictures of him and then she has a flashback to the time that she fucked him on her wedding day to his brother 
and like See, she vaguely... gets all hot and bothered about it and then uh husband cuts his hand and some blood falls into the floorboards that's right where his soul is trapped or some shit because yeah. he was able to escape from the cenobite dimension but he's not in uh, a human form material enough to be present like autonomously in our dimension yeah but he's like tied to the house so when his the husband's blood spills it gives him the ability to form like a goop monster i remember that very very much it's fucking awesome sequence it's really cool and apparently the movie was made for like under a million dollars and the special effects are fucking amazing the whole time yeah especially for whatever year it was 1984 or whatever fucking great phenomenal i recommend hellraiser and if you can the the reason i i know a few facts about it i watched the joe bob briggs version of it i've been watching that shit last week i spoke about uh q the flying serpent yeah and uh or winged serpent i kept saying it wrong on the podcast it's q the winged serpent this week i watched hellraiser 1987 87 yeah Good shit. Good Hellraiser. Stuff. Highly recommended. I, I want to check out the second one if I can find it. See if it if it goes to a cheesy place or if it stays stays groovy. I hope the chattering Cenobite is in it more. The, yeah, there's like a cavalcade of them and then like in... Um, there's like eight of them or something, nine in, of them. In the movies, there's like in number five, he makes some Cenobites out of some assholes, like some real people. And one of them is like a CD one. And like CDs fly out of the mouth, so it's just like a slit for a mouth. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it doesn't hold up uh, <laughs> as far as it seems dated. You know, <laughs> the CD reference. It could be a Blu-ray, <laughs> Blu-ray man, <laughs> Blu-ray man, for ultraviolet 4K man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm before I before I want to talk. I do have a movie right there, uh, as you can see on the board. But before I get to it, I want to just note, I'm working on a project. It's kind of secret. We've talked about it on the podcast. But basically... Now i got to comb back through all the hours to see what you're talking about. No, no, no. That doesn't matter yet. They're, they're <laughs> going to see eventually. This is, this is the thing I'm going to show you while we're doing the podcast sometime. Okay. But let me just say, ripping eight Blu-rays onto your computer... Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> Are you really going to spend your time doing this? I've already started, man. Oh, my God. I've already started. I don't... Uh, 24 hours? Is it what I think it is? 24 hours just to rip all the Blu-rays and then convert them into a format that I can <laughs> cut them into. And then I still have to watch them. So that's, what, uh, eight times almost three hours per movie or at least two. And you got to make a note of every time they say it. Well, that's... <laughs> luckily, watching it when I'm editing is the easiest way to do that because I just have to press a button every time make I, a flag. I hear it. Yep. Yeah. But, like... Cause I thought about that. I was like, well, I can just sit down and log it while I'm sitting there. And it's like, no, cause then I'll have to have like a timer up there and I'll have to write down every, have you researched this? Has anybody counted? I don't know. Anybody's counted, but nobody's. Cause I, was it like Al Pacino says fuck 182 times in Scarface. And that's what blink 182 is named after. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that was the, they're actually named after this TV show. It was a fire truck. It was like uh, FD-182 or something like that. Uh, yeah. So that that was right up there with Marilyn Manson had his ribs removed. So he could <laughs> suck his own dick. Wait, what? 
<laughs> they used to say that the the opening band for Marilyn Manson throws a puppy into the audience, oh, and if the right. audience doesn't throw it back in pieces, Manson doesn't play, man. Well, no, they don't do that. It's highly illegal. They'd all be in jail. <laughs> They're playing in the United States. There are laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. So, if you're going to do that, uh, I'm already 24 hours into the project, and I still have to do two or three more movies because I, I fucked up somewhere. How long do you how long do you think the supercut is going to be? My money, I'm going to put it down on the table right now. Twenty minutes. I think it's going to be twenty minutes. <laughs> Just of straight fucking. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, we have to tell him what it is. Right? Yeah, you can tell him. Okay. Well, I like. I can't believe I, like, I guessed it. So he's I like, like the context of the discussion. So this <laughs> yeah. has just been years—an ongoing joke for years, <laughs> yeah. for fucking years, man. This ongoing joke of Loki being like. Yeah, I've never seen a Harry Potter. I just think I just think they say his name throughout the whole movie. Yeah, well, because every time they'd come out with a trailer for a new one, the whole fucking trailer was just whimsy, whimsy, mystery music. And then a bunch of English people saying the name Harry Potter in increasingly goofy or whatever over-the-top ways, you know? Amount of times, yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. Harry? Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how it was. Every single time for all five, however many movies, nine movies, eight movies, what did you say? Eight? eight. eight. There's eight, eight fucking movies. Ugh. And so we're going to confirm for you, we're going to show the world you were correct. There is just nothing those movies amount to nothing but people saying this well this child's name the whole time what percentage if it's if it's like 20 minutes nine movies that's what like 24 hours or something of um some of them are over two hours yeah yeah 24 would be a good 23 24 would be a good estimate yeah you know figure only 20 minutes out of that is his name it's not that bad I just I it, for me is okay excuse to like watch all of them again and kind of watch them, not like on my phone doing something else or you know just kind of like I mean I could probably, make you know juice the time and make it go one point five. Yeah, are you keeping a tally of just sheer number of times it's said? I'm not keeping a tally. I'm just keeping a marker. So when and I, is there criteria if they just say the first name or just say the last name? Is that part of it, or do they yeah, have to say the? That's part of it. Is it like so, a tribe called Quest? You say the whole thing. It's the whole thing and it's the parts. Except <laughs> okay. that I have that's how I would do it. Specifications too. about the parts. So sometimes they talk about his parents or his dad, James, right. James Potter. And when they refer back to it after they say James Potter, they'll say Potter, blah, 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 blah. So whoever the Potter is referencing yeah, is how you count it. Basically, yeah. Right. It has okay. to be it has to be the discussion. It has to be airy. It has to be the discussion of what it was always about, man. And this is like going on well probably into a decade of a thing. Like we've had this running joke. This has been a running joke the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's like you think I would like Harry Potter because it's I like wizards and magic and shit. You like the hero's journey? Yeah, sure, but it's you know what it's like. It's like if you were a a real big mermaid enthusiast, you're all into mermaid lore, and then <laughs> yeah. that Ariel shit comes out, and you're <laughs> like, oh man. It's like how I feel on Halloween. Like it's like no, everyone. Everyone's acting like 
like we're the same. Like <laughs> I, I'm like this every day of the year. Y'all don't even know. Y'all some posers. I thought this it was is like, amateur night. I thought it was like the hallmark hall, hall sization. Yeah, that's what else I have mixed feelings about Halloween. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Once you see the the Halloween Prince as a movie on Hallmark, you'll be like, "Fuck, yeah. it's over, it's yeah. over." All the all the Karens, as the kids say, being spooky. Okay, boom. Not into that shit. Ah, well, and that's kind of how I feel like Harry Potter does the same thing. Like they kind of they're dumbing it down for the masses, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, J.K. Rowling has taken her legacy and pretty much wiped her ass with it by being just a terrible. She's person. a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not. Says some weird stuff on the internet. I noticed. <laughs> it's definitely not helpful. Some like Star Wars level unnecessary over explaining of the story. You know, like after the fact, just to clarify, Harry Potter sucked thirty eight dicks in his lifetime. I almost said thirty seven dicks, and I realized it was a direct reference to Clerks. Yep, she sucked thirty seven dicks. <laughs> In a row? <laughs> Was it 37? Was that the number? I think, it, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> Try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. <laughs> and the dude follows her. <laughs> hey, you get back here. <laughs> uh, classic. Clerks is, Clerks is a good one. Hello, everybody. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I don't even know if we're at that part. Point, we never, part we never point do. No. I think we are. Uh, so story time. Story time, everybody. It's story time with Rob. The funny thing is there's not really a good story behind this. Uh, I used to be part of this website community group, whatever, before MySpace came around. It was called Dope Design. It was really awesome. Uh, Dub Design? Dope. Dope. Like, we love the smoke. Dope. Because it's dope. Um, so there's this cool site. People would get on it. Don't know how they got on it. Holiday sale met as a result of it because at some point Minnie got on there and she started posting, trying to start a band. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? She wants to play in a band. She's new to the guitar. I can be new to drums. It'll all be new. And, um, went on to actually record an album later on and do some stuff, play around and whatever. But, this song that we're going to play is called Drea's Song, and uh, it's named after a girl named Andrea. She was on that website. She had written, written, she had written, <laughs> hath written. She had wrought. <laughs> <laughs> the written hath wrought. The written had wrought and written. Um, she had written a poem, and uh, I don't know why, for some reason, I was maybe. It was when it was when the musical creative stream was just gushing forth out of me. Like I'm not saying this song is. I didn't rewrite <laughs> La Boheme or anything like that. Like this is not like some great musical thing. This is a song that was written in about ten to fifteen minutes, and it sounds like a song that was written in about ten to fifteen minutes. But it had a couple of things going on with it as I was writing it that I was personally excited about. I can't explain them to you right now. I haven't played the song in so long i couldn't even tell you what they were but i remember at the time just thinking like man there's some stuff in here because of how her lyrics were written or how the poem was written how it was different than it would have been if i had written the words myself and so the the con the creative conflict that you had to solve or the the problem that was created by 
having someone else's words right. be in your song made a solution you didn't even know you needed right and and yeah. and it and it made it fun and it made it different and so it was kind of cool to be in that headspace of using somebody else's words and really cadence and rhythm to what i usually write and what was my writing style then um and that's really like the long and short of it i mean it's this girl's drea song it was written about some boyfriend she probably had i don't even think she was like she I like had graduated high school yet but it was just like a 15 minute song i sat down one day and wrote i like i liked the words so i was like hey, let's write something with it and then it turned into an actual song and then we played it everywhere and then it got recorded and it was on an album and this is what you're hearing right now so. and then one time i drove to oregon and i listened to that album like three times and it was awesome <laughs> I listen to other albums too. It takes longer to drive to Oregon than then just would, three plays yeah. of amalgamation. Yeah, then you would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so holiday sale. Drea song. seen seven samurai no that's 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 my movie for the day um i did and i was in an altered state 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 but uh that movie is three and a half hours long first of all let me premise it preface premise preface give me the give you the premise with the preface preface um preface the premise i don't even need to i guess it's more of a 
prelude no it's not a pre anything this is the meat of the thing this is a lewd <laughs> this is a lewd here take three of these <laughs> this is a straight up lewd don't vomit on my carpet please uh seven samurai 1954 it's when it was made um akira akira kurosawa who goes on to direct many awesome movies kind of the penultimate art samurai yeah. Filmmaker, as well as other types of famously songs. referenced in the Bare Naked Ladies song. Exactly. He's he's popular. No, but um, Seven Samurai. Uh, a little bit of context. You ever seen A Bug's Life? No. That's the story lifted right from it. You ever seen Magnificent Seven? Yes. Either the old version or the new. Both. That's where they get it from. That's where they. I guess one of those had Val Kilmer in it. Is that right? Is that uh, one of them? It was the latest or one. Or am I... There's one with Ethan Hawke, and then the the original one had Steve McQueen and... Uh, I'm thinking of, like, Tombstone or Joe some Brennan. shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Not Wild Bunch, I was going to say. Uh, what was what, the one? Young Guns? Yeah, Young Guns. <laughs> yeah, as Emilio, right? <laughs> yeah. As Sheen, Charlie Sheen and Emilio. Steve right? is, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they talked at all on set. Or they were separate away from each other. I don't know. Do they hate each other? I don't know. They're brothers or half brothers or they're, some shit. They're bro- brothers, I think. Is Estevez their real name? Yeah, and Emilio kept it. So wh- wh- who's their what? Martin Sheen, right? Yeah, is their dad. But so his name was Estevez too. I think so. So he changed it, and then Charlie went with the change. Yeah, he could be Carlos Estevez. <laughs> he could, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but then everybody would just be talking about how he was a, a filthy brown person who got AIDS. You know what I mean? But we don't say that about him. Well, they wouldn't be a talking about a it. They'd be assuming it. Well, but he didn't get AIDS. <laughs> Charlie Sheen has AIDS. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, do you remember the plot of Magnificent Seven at all? Nope. Okay, so... I bet there's seven Magnificent Samurai in this movie, if I had to guess. In a, in a, in a Bug's Life... <clears throat> it's the grasshoppers. They're going to come and take everything that the ants oh, have. I get it. Like Karate Kid, Grasshopper. No, <laughs> no literal, the, the computer animated movie Bugs no, Life. I know. It's like totally lifted from that. It's ridiculous. Really? That's crazy. But anyway, Se- Seven Samurai is a rough watch because it's got at least four things against it. Black and white, three and a half hours long, uh, subtitles, and... I'm sorry, but like the first hour is pretty rough. Like you're watching miserable, downbeaten farmers and stuff like that who are afraid of the world. They're getting victimized by these bandits. They're starving. And the bandits are coming this year, you know, in their harvest. And it's a countdown to payday. It's a countdown to just annihilation. And these guys have been coming around all the time anyway, stealing their daughters, stealing their wives, you know, that kind of shit. And, um, Hide your kids, hide your wife. So a couple of them decide they're going to go out and find some samurai that'll, you know, do it for them. But all they literally have to offer is white rice. That's it. Like white rice is considered the like short grain, you know, is the delicacy. There's like millet and barley. Like you just learn. Is white the bottom of the. No, it's the top. Oh, it's white's the, the top. Yeah. Okay. I think the millet is the worst because it's got the least amount of stuff. And the barley's the, the harvest that they're going to do, and those guys are going to steal it. So they find one guy, or they, they they do eventually find the samurai. It's not seven. Um, I don't know. 
anyway, to protect their village. That's it. That's the plot. Like, uh, literally, excuse my ignorance. Is samurais are Japanese? Is that so? Samurais are Japanese. During this period, it was probably about 16th or 16th century Japan. Now, in that time, what had happened was there would be different like leader clans would take over and and rule things yeah but they were always warring with each other this is what they called feudal japan it was like fucking uh romeo and juliet only in japan yeah all the houses fucking yeah fighting with each other for for political yeah. and uh empire right. uh, rights and japan's stuff like pretty small right relatively how big is japan like I, I, you know I smaller than california i want right? to say it's smaller than california maybe it's about the length but it's not the width i don't believe um, but I couldn't tell you the landmass. I did. I've just learned like a bunch of new things that I had just vague interests in. But you know, one time I watched some samurai flicks muted with hip hop instrumentals, like classic instrumental hip hop playing. Yeah. And I wish now that I had put like uh, some sort of uh, what's that book like the Five Rings or like where they talk about like mastery of the sword, but it's actually like a philosophy book yeah. or like the war, war of art Is or it, the oh, art, art of, of war. war by Sun Tzu. One of those type of books, you know, or yeah. like some Eastern philosophy, like do mystical some, shit. Do some Alan Watts over it. Yeah. Alan Watts would be good. That'd be sick. I used to do shit like that all the time. Like I would put like nature documentaries on, but then mute it and then play trippy music and then also play, a uh, a lecture by like Terrence McKenna or some shit or like Timothy Leary or yeah. some just weird trippy shit and have like a a, a whole uh, cinema At- moment atmospheric yeah thing going my on. friend Vic used to call it cinema verite <laughs> he was the original drummer for Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band nice yeah anyway but uh. So yeah, so when we're talking about samurai, you're kind of thinking like they're, it's a little like soldier, a little more like mercenary, but there's not really an analogous, um, like Western thing necessarily. You're thinking of like, I mean, I guess like knights and noble knights, uh, kind of, um, but not necessarily ones that serve only monarchies or kingdoms. They usually go where the money is. They do fight wars, so they do vigilantes. Uh, like I said, closer to mercenary, but what's the difference? Uh, oh, vigilant. Uh, you're right. Uh, mercenary is the word I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that dumb, people. I know the difference between a vigilante <laughs> and a mercenary. It's just it's late. I've been drinking and smoking and, <laughs> and working. Yeah. I got a sunburn and shit. I did cut my really? own hair. <laughs> you did cut your own hair. It looks awesome. People are gonna think we right? uh, we've been going out and getting haircuts. Nah, I did no. that shit myself. It's like the best haircut I ever had. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing at all. I think I just got totally lucky. I just sort of tried. I thought for sure I would fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're gonna be walking around with a. I'm, I always want to do the male pattern baldness cut. <laughs> yeah. Which is what a lot of these characters in Seven Samurai look. That was the hairstyle then. It was oh uh, the pate, the bald yeah, pate. Yeah, on the, the top there. It's like a monk thing or whatever. Um, well, An ascetic. No, th- at that time the monks were like the like kind of the Buddhist monk style, which was just totally shaven, totally bald. Don't they keep a little, uh, I don't, little rat tail? I don't know because one of the samurai decides to deal with a situation like a domestic situation in in the movie. And so he just shaves his head like completely bald 
to fake like he's a monk. Mm-hmm. But but that that kind of what's what's really amazing. Okay, so there's a couple things that came from this movie. Star Wars, all the movies we just talked about, like it's a huge influence on so many films um that we're so familiar with nowadays. And even the story, you know, of like the downtrodden people getting a uh, someone else to come in and it's always got to be the the you know the bad guy with the heart of gold or whatever not the not the not good guy the anti-hero with the heart of gold type right. thing um and that's kind of in there but the stories are much more intricate and a much uh, much more complex and kind of in a lot of ways like just really interesting and amazing and beautiful stories i mean for being shot in black and white one the film looks amazing and when is this from 1954 japan and so you got to think like it hadn't even been a decade yet world war ii was done right we got the moth moth moths 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 how do you say it moths 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 i just say the moth apocalypse moths because if I keep them faceless and don't give them names, then it's easier to kill them. So, but it's like set in the 1500s. <laughs> yeah, it's set in the 1500s. And it came out in 54. 1954. So it was like the beginning of the Cold War and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, uh, and as far as Japan goes, they were, that had to be a weird time in Japan. It was probably two years after the occupation, the U.S. occupation ended, I think. Um, so the Americans were just leaving, which there are moments in there that kind of seem to reference that in some way. Like you you keep the context talking about soldiers and how soldiers treat civilians like that. You can place that in any time in history, human history, where there's soldier citizen interactions. Um, so, you know, it was very pointed like that. And, and, and Akira Kurosawa wrote this movie and his thing has always been like, if you have a good, you know, if you want to be a filmmaker, the best place to start is writing a script, you know, just make a story somehow do a story. And I really, I finally can appreciate and understand why this film is such a big deal and why people think it's so important because it just had incredible moments, amazing characters, characters like you kind of go into it being like, I don't understand completely like i know enough about history of japan and the class system and stuff like that that i could understand things that weren't explained you know um necessarily because there's not a lot of explanation you're just thrown into the story with these people going through the shit trying to make things work worried about what the next day is going to be what the future is going to be and it really becomes a story about how these um one-time warriors who have probably done something horrible in their past or are tired of killing people decide to like help these farmers out. And it's, and it's a story of other people building up other people. Like that's just straight up. That was my post the other day when he was like, um, he's the head, uh, pretty much like the, the general samurai. He's, he's the one who plans how the defense is going to go and everything when the, when these raiders come. And, uh, he's saying when you, when you help, others you save yourself if you only think of yourself you're you will only destroy yourself and uh you get what you give man right man (laughs) but uh but i mean that that comes about because at some point in the story he's like well we have to pull everybody back into this part across the river and there's about three houses out there you know with families and they're 
going to have to pretty much give up their homes in order to be part of the group to fight for the whole of the village. And uh, that's like the context. But that's a good context for living in a society in a world. You know, that just works in general as a thing. Um, so, yeah, I th- I would recommend that movie. Like, obviously, it's going to be a thing. There is an intermission. So if you're like, I'm going to only watch one half and then watch the other half at some other point, cool. Uh, it Even critics. Does it, if you're watching it, does it actually have the intermission in yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was like. And it has like an orchestra and fif- shit. 15 or 20 minutes. I love it when old timey movies have that. It's awesome. And then it the orchestra starts playing to tell you to come back and whatnot. Apparently it didn't have that. Um, the, uh, the criterion collection brought it back or something. I don't know. I kind of dove into it cause this movie was really cool and it was a long time coming. I'd started it once upon a time and I was like, oh, I'll get back to it. I'll finish it. And never did. And, uh, so I really made a date with some fun guys and we sat down and, uh, just watched the whole movie, social distancing, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but yeah, I would recommend it. I would say definitely find a time when you can just like really enjoy a thing, watch it, you know. If you eat human flesh and they have the COVID, can you get it? Because that's how we got it from the bats in the first place, right? Did they? I don't think that's how they got it. Or the pangolin or whatever. I think. I think it was a bat, right? They ate it? I think so. I think somebody ate a bat. And the bat had the COVID, and then that's how it entered the human hmm. species. Because I thought they were blaming open-air markets because there's, like, air flow all the place. and. Well, no, I think it was just that at one of those markets where there's no regulations at all, somebody sold someone a bat, and the bat was sketchy, and it got people sick. Ugh. That's what I heard. I don't fucking know. Do you think we'll ever know? Probably really? not. Definitively? At this point, No. no. Who knows? It's lost to the mists of time. Yeah. uh, We'll have to find that parallel universe that's running backwards and jump on and go see what the story is. Somewhere there's a guy being tortured for it in some Chinese government facility (laughs) who had nothing to do with it. He just happened to be walking by and they just, to make a big show, showed up with all their foot soldiers and grabbed him and put a hood over his head and dragged him off threw him, threw him in the van and brought him along yeah <sighs> now he's in whatever their version of guantanamo is chinese siberia or whatever guantanamo hey <laughs> <laughs> i really look forward to that like uh, reality show someday <laughs> like <laughs> We're here where they have extraordinary rendition to give these extraordinary men an extraordinary makeover. Guantanamo, oh hey! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm being waterboarded. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> how many volts? Of I'd elect- watch it. How many volts of electricity do you think before I pass out? <laughs> it's horrible. It's you, America. It's you. You looking, know what else I did watch? Looking in the mirror. What? Uh, Happy. You ever seen Happy? Is that about the weird? It's like a fake. I know I can't. It's a. It's about a flying blue unicorn. Uh, voiced by Patton Oswalt, 
It's yeah. an animated unicorn. But there's a guy, right? It's like yeah, real life. And it's stuff. set in like gritty, like it's SVU guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but he's a cop, or a, he's a former cop, and he's like an assassin now. Down on his. He's a hitman. He he's an underworld thug, and uh, but it turns out he has a kid he didn't know about, and that kid gets kidnapped by a crazy person. And the kid wishes for her imaginary friend to go find her dad. And so he does. <laughs> and I, never, so <laughs> I never got that far. I made it th- maybe made it through the first episode. I didn't it, make it through the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you, very but, good. But you, okay. So that's awesome. Good. I'm glad to know that. I, I have problems with it. Yeah. Um, it kind of suffered from lost syndrome, I think. Where they kind of have a great premise, but no follow through. There's a, a lot of good moments of like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it never really ties together in a satisfying way. Uh, it does better than Lost. It ties together, but unless I'm missing something, it's not that satisfying. Like, it doesn't make sense. It, okay. It's not clever, really. Yeah. It's just weird. So, I don't know. So, so as far as, I mean, Overall, though, it's funny, and there's a lot of, like, physical craziness. Like, it's very comic booky. Like, he's getting tortured, and then he's running, and then he's getting hit with the face with a, what, a shovel or whatever, and then he's <laughs> fine. Like, there's a lot of that kind of shit where it's cartoonishly violent, and right. there's no lasting consequences to any of it. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's it's entertaining. Patton Oswalt does the voice of the... There's giant S&M cockroach costume at one point <laughs> it's pretty cool it's amazing yeah i, I binge watched that was like 10 episodes or something i watched the whole first season like in one sitting yeah so i re uh wow damn yeah okay yeah um yeah i should i should finish that i started it i've had a, i've had a hard time starting things like uh we were talking earlier i restarted watching daria which we i've had on v when we we're younger kids we had it on vhs tapes like recorded them and watched quite a few of these episodes quite a few times i'm re-watching it now yeah i fucking love daria it's amazingly enjoyable those paintball thingies hurt <laughs> yeah those paintball thingies hurt <laughs> um and Sick, jake sad world just jake is jake. that the brother no da- the da- her dad oh okay uh, quivering quake trent is the brother yeah yeah, Daria. When they had the when they had a hurricane, right? At one point, and it was like a musical. It was like a special episode. It was a musical episode. And yeah, a hurricane. I, I came. can't. I can't wait to rewatch this. And I remember the dad singing a song that went, "God, God damn it!" Like that was the chorus. God, God damn it! <laughs> Just over and over. And I remember I I VHSed it. I taped it and took it to school. And me and my friend went around all day during our free period that we had trying to find a VCR. And finally, like the counselor's office let us use the VCR because nothing was going on. But he could hear it from his office. And as soon as he started saying, God damn it, over and over, this is like echoing through the halls. He's like, I can't let you watch this. Like, I'm going to get in trouble if someone sees me letting you watch this here. I'm sorry. But yeah, I had some good times with Daria. I think often about the one where the the former quarterback of the high school dies, and everyone acts like they liked him, even I, though he was a dick to everyone, and like they it, lived in fear of him. It really makes you think, Daria. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, I just watched that one, the Misery Chick episode. Yeah, that's probably my favorite episode. It's a pretty great one. And especially because it's like, uh, look, he wasn't nice. <laughs> you know, and they could still do it. I thought uh, when Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza first burst on the scene, you yeah. know, when she was in uh, Parks and Rec and whatnot, that they should have made like a Daria high school reunion movie or whatever That'd and they fun. could still do it just make it 10 years later or whatever yeah, yeah. but daria's got a job i mean she's perfect to play daria it'd be great yeah i approve i say yes they need to do that um i forgot yeah i've just i've forgotten some things about it i've remembered a lot of things i know a lot of lines which is funny you know i'll be singing them along with the show and stuff like that like uh yeah when they go to the mall from moss three from moss three I don't remember that at all. So, I think on, I already said everything I remember from it. Those paintball thingies hurt. and God damn it. And that's it. <laughs> but yeah, getting to watch it again has been great. Um, I'm also watching Avatar The Last Airbender uh, since it's on Netflix, which is like number one spot right now because everybody's like, fuck yeah, all three seasons are on there. And hmm. that yeah, I show, don't know anything about that. That show's amazing. Like, yes, it's a kid's it's show. It's an anime kind of deal? It looks anime-ish, but it was a Nick nicktoons okay cartoon but i mean don't let those things you know keep you from the fact that like conceptually it's really cool and story-wise it's really cool and character-wise it's really good like it doesn't i'll have to check that out um What, what are they they're like uh magical ninjas basically so there's four like elemental powers it's right earth wind fire water and um and so there used to be a uh, one 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 bender of all four of all the elements and so he kind of kept all the different groups of people in 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 check kept the balance and then he disappears for 100 years and um, oh shit and so these two little these two kids that live in a water tribe are out and they find a they find a dude in the ice an airbender in the ice and uh you know, is he is he the avatar, the the one that will bring balance to everything? Um, but the the what is really cool is how big the scope of the show is and how quickly it moves along. It doesn't really just like sit on stuff too much, but it is such a cool, awesome story with so many cool set pieces and and just places and things to see that it influenced my novel like the novel i started writing it it just seemed so there was just a moment in the in that show where like somebody's talking about a city that they're in you know and i was like yeah that's actually like a cool idea to kind of posit a whole you know post something united states you know not like some somewhat dystopian you know and um, so that's kind of, to me, that's how cool I think that show is like how awesome and just, it sounds like I'd be into it. Cause I'm real into Voltron. You ever watch Voltron? Uh, not in a long time, but I have, well, they remade it. it. They did a remake of it. That's on, uh, Netflix. It has uh Steven Yun from, uh, Walking I don't know if Dead. I'm pronouncing it right, but Yun. yeah, from Yun Yun. The guy from Walking Dead that plays uh, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. He's in it. 
There's some other people who do voices. I don't fucking remember, but it's good. <laughs> I recommend Voltron. <laughs> I don't know. Is it kind of a kid's show, though, you mean? like there's like- Yeah, well, I mean, originally. I feel like the remake is sort of intended for people my age who watched the original one. Oh, okay. So, but it's it's kind of both. Like it, you, kids could watch it and like it, but it also is. I wonder that about Shira a lot because um, I see that as a new remake thing, and yeah, I was actually. Is, what is that? Is that part of the He Man universe? He Man He Maniverse Masters, Masters of, of the, the universe. universe. I never was into that shit for whatever reason. It always seemed dumb to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I was I don't know why I was into it. I just was as a kid. I just I grew up in that time when that was all the big stuff, but I never had like friends that were into it or anything like that. I just liked I liked He-Man, I liked the Smurfs. Um I went over to a friend's like birthday party, like sleepover thing one time when I was in like I don't know, third grade or whatever. Yeah. And we're playing Mortal Kombat all night and then they started watching He-Man. And I was just like, yeah. Shit sucks. I just had to wait for He-Man to be over. That's how I felt about North Star and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z I've never understood. It seems so lame to me. They just... (laughs) ah, ah, The whole fucking episode. They're just yelling and, like, charging up. And you're, like, talking to a kid who, like, when I was younger, used to love Unico. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have that. no idea what that is. Yeah, that's like even Unico? more. Unico? It's a it's even more obscure anime movies about this like tiny little anime unicorn. Not even like a full-grown horse-looking unicorn, but like a pygmy pony tiny little unicorn. But there's this, it's it's super, I guess I was like a big into fantasy and magic stuff. So that explains, that might explain it. And I didn't know. You mean I was stuff like stuff. Harry Potter? Harry Potter? Potter. And, um. There's one Unico movie, which I got to find again. I started watching it and it still is terrifying, but it's about this puppet that becomes a real person, but he goes around turning real people into like wooden dolls. It's some sort of evil Midas in reverse Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a cat that for some reason always reminded me of um, Heathcliff, Heathcliff a little bit in the movie. And uh, I don't know. It's bizarre, but. That that kind of stuff. I always watched really druggy, trippy shit as a kid. Like I loved Fritz the Cat. You ever watch that shit? I you know I've watched a couple things of it. I you know parts of it. I haven't. The first one is the good one. Yeah. Because I think it's another situation, just like Hellraiser or Dumb and Dumber, where where the sequel isn't they someone just got the rights to it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm talking, of course, about Dumb and Dumber-er when Harry met Lloyd and not Dumb and Dumber 2, which was an actual sequel, which I still haven't seen. I should watch that someday. I'm yeah. sure it's decent, right? Uh, the one that actually has uh, Jim Carrey and yeah. what's his name? Jeff oh, Daniels. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. How bad could it be? The first one's like the best. I don't, I just, I'm. I've lost my like, not patience, but kind of my time even watching space cop was kind of a not like a slog i wouldn't say but it was a it, it had lost me by the end i was half watching rob doesn't want to laugh anymore you can't <laughs> I make like rob to, laugh no you don't even know i said this world is too dark for laughter i sat down and i watched all the um, naked gun all three of them yeah uh and just remembered how much i loved the third one and how sad it was that anna nicole smith like 
basically lived high her whole life until she died. <laughs> oh yeah, but at least OJ is still doing well from those. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, and that's always weird to watch that too and know how close that the last 33 and third, Naked Gun 33 and the third is to OJ killing somebody. Is it? I don't I don't know if I've ever actually seen any of those movies, which is crazy. Really? I don't know why. They're, yeah. They're amazing. I haven't seen anything. I'm not you're uncultured swine. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm one of them un- uncultured swines. Swineses. Uh, well, I believe we've done our time. Should we, Is this should, enough? Should we get out of here? Yeah, Let's it's. I, I wasn't feeling it. You know. It's all right. You, you I'm, did. I'm you did low get. energy. I don't. I got nothing to. You danced. You danced, the, monkey. The the clever the clevers aren't shooting. The clever missiles. I th- they're I thought, not firing. I thought we had some good, good moments. If I was going to go back through and say there were moments. Yeah. Some good ones. My phasers aren't set to giggle. That's all right. I was pretty tired. I uh, I had to do a lot in the in the front yard with the mess that I've made. Yeah. Looks like they're testing. I, s- I saw no progress <laughs> it looks like when I pulled up. <laughs> testing bombs in front of my house. Yeah. Because I'm ripping up the gravel. It's all it's all tore up, as they say. I don't know where I'm going to put all that dirt. Just know it's going to go somewhere. That's this is the that's the the kind of uh, podcast content that people want to hear. Yard, <laughs> tales of yard work. It's good. That's how it is. That's how it is in social distant land. I, I will be going back to work probably pretty soon, and I'm not even remotely halfway excited about that. Yeah. You should uh, you should make people drink their drink through a funnel and get the hell out. <laughs> Take this and leave. Yeah, it's just not fun. It's not fun to put in the extra work to have to clean up after everybody, even more than you already did. Right. As if you weren't running a clean establishment the first time. Yeah. Because like when that everything started like that, like I would constantly run around and clean anything that anybody might or would have touched. Just like constantly. I turned into OCD person for a while there. It's hard not to. You know? <laughs> Germs. 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 Disease. All right. Well, I'm sorry this podcast was boring if you listened this long. At least from my end it was. You I'm, did, it, you did I'm a good very, job. I'm sleepier than normal even. No energy. No Just energy. not feeling it, you know? Anyway. Too much heroin. <laughs> Should we finish on a song? Uh yeah. Um make it a batwing song. Yeah, sure. Which one? Uh, <sighs> I wanna say not afraid, but yeah, I sure. Like we play that one a lot, maybe not. Do we? No, we never play that one because oh. it's like eight fucking minutes long well, for perfect. no reason. It's perfect. It's the first song we ever wrote. It's perfect. Back when Zach was in the band. Sorry again, Zach, for my behavior. Mr. Galifianakis, my apologies. <laughs> Not that Zach. Oh, it was a different bad. Zach. I'm bad. I'm sorry. This guy's an artist. Unlike you saying Zach Galifianakis ain't an artist, motherfucker. Them's fighting words. <laughs> well, we're gonna fight this one out to. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody disparages the good name of Zachary Colin Galifianakis in my fucking presence. I don't know if his little name is Colin. It seems like it would be, right? Zachary I don't know. Colin. <laughs> Zachary Ira. Zachary Ian. <laughs> Ian. Zachary That'd be good. Ian Farnsworth. Colin Galifianakis. Anyway, <laughs> I just like, I feel like Colin is 
It's a good one. It's good Zachary one. Colin Galifakanakis. Galifakanakis. All right. I don't know. Uh, uh, not afraid. Here's the song. Batwings for live rounds. All up in your ear holes. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye.
We stand here with our hands in the 